All right, everybody, welcome back to the Heath Barn. Hope we're having a great day. This is episode 106. And here's how it breaks down. Do a little uh, Illinois men's basketball talk for about five, six minutes. And then we get into the episode, which is the kind of the season preview for the 2024 St. Louis Cardinals. And we throw in some Harry. Harry's in the mix. Harry's in there at the beginning and Harry's in there at the end. He's kind of the bookends of the whole episode as far as the Cardinals go. So, fun episode. I give my thoughts on Illinois basketball and uh, give a shout out to somebody, to uh, some people who gave my son and I tickets to the game, Illinois game on Tuesday. Discuss that. Discuss Illinois for just, like I said, five, six minutes and then we're right into the Cardinals, their 2024 preview. Harry helps me out at the beginning and Harry helps me out at the end. So, very fun episode. Hope you enjoy it. And as Harry, Harry, you want to get on this? Oh, sir. Okay, what are you going to say? Hit it. Alright everybody, welcome back to the Heath Barn. Hope we're having a great day. Hope you're ready for episode 106. This episode, we're going to do some sports here. We're going to talk about Illini Hoops, the Illini men's basketball team. And then we're going to switch over to a little preseason preview, a little spring training preview action for the 2024 St. Louis Cardinals. And... I'm going to go ahead and bring in my buddy Harry for some of that and uh, get his thoughts as well. So that should be fun. Um, So let's get her going. Start with Illinois hoops. So Tuesday, I'd like to give a shout out to John and Jan Barrett. They are wonderful, wonderful people. Known them uh, my entire life. And uh, they had two extra tickets to the Illinois game on Tuesday. And we're, we're uh, grateful enough to um, ask my son and I if we wanted to, one of the tickets. So we went to the Illinois game on Tuesday against Michigan. It was uh, a lot of fun, great atmosphere, uh, great game. Illinois won 97-68. They stomped them. It was 28-25 at some point. Then Terrence Shannon uh, got hot, got real hot. It was one of those, he had 31, and they took him out with nine and a half minutes left in the first half, and it's one of those where it's like, eh, just let him get 40. Come on. Why not? What the hell? Let's just keep him in until about, f- give him to the five-minute mark, then take him out, see if he can get 40. But I know that's not the way that you look at things, but uh, he was hot. He could have he could have got there. He was uh, just doing whatever he wanted. He got real hot from three, and it was, it was uh, a lot of fun, great atmosphere, Anybody that's uh, on the fence about going to an Illinois men's basketball game should go there. It's a very fun atmosphere. Um, Orange Crush did a good job. Uh, My son had a great time. They do a lot of fun stuff during the timeouts and at halftime and all that kind of good stuff. So uh, if you have kids, 
it's great. It's great to go there. And I know tickets are going to be hard to find the rest of the year too. So, um, but I'm glad we went a lot of fun. Um, I will say this. Uh, I like listening to the radio show on the way home and listen to the call in show. I've called in a couple times, talked to Mike LaTulip. He's great. Uh, and, um, but I was just listening and, uh, I just think that we should all realize that uh, it's great to beat Michigan and all that, but Michigan's also eight and seventeen. So putting the hammer down on them is great, but at the same time, uh, it's never quite as good as it seems, never quite as bad as it seems. So you stomped a team that's not very good. Good job, that's great. That's what you're supposed to do. But at the same time, you should uh, feel good about it. But going to Maryland on Saturday, and that will be a big one. Uh, you know, Maryland beat. Illinois earlier in the year at Champaign. So we'll see what happens. That'll show me, not, not just me, like, like like my opinion means more than everybody else's, but that'll show everybody a lot of what uh, they're made of, the way they come out, the way they play on Saturday. And uh, because their defense has been really bad for about a six-week stretch, and it was a lot better against Michigan. But again, that's Michigan. So uh, we shall see. But I like I like the group a lot. I've said that all year. Uh you know, so I, maybe I'll do another uh, player rating episode here sometime soon because I do enjoy talking about them. But uh, yeah, so all good, fun atmosphere. Glad we got to go. Thank you, John and Jan Barrett, for the tickets, and they were and they were very very good seats too. We had a great time. Um, got a hoodie. For myself and my wife, we can both wear it, whatever she likes, you know, so we're hoodie people. So, um, actually rocking that in the, uh, video that you will see. Um, and also, uh, I asked my son what he wanted and he wanted a monkey with an Illinois Jersey on one of those old sock monkeys that they have. So we got one of those going around the house now too. So sweet, but I-L-L-I-N-I. Let's go. They're doing great. Hopefully they will uh, take care of Maryland on Saturday. So, um, again, can do a more thorough look at them um, here in an upcoming episode. But this episode is more about the St. Louis Cardinals. Here's the thing. Everybody's got their spring training previews and all these people like to come out with different stuff and all that. And to me, it's like, as a fan, I'm just like, okay, let's just, just start the season. I'm just ready to, you know, I don't want to hear any more crap about who's playing, who's doing this, who's doing that. Let's just, let's just go. So I'm going to make it a little, uh, more fun than just that. I'm going to discuss the team and I'm going to discuss, give my thoughts on that and give, um, my opinions on that, which I hope my opinion is a little more fun to listen to than other people's opinions. But at the same time, Harry's going to be here to give his thoughts as well, because Harry was here last year for the debacle. I'm going to move my head for, cause it's, this is being videoed as well. So if you look behind me, there is a, uh, little uh, picture of Harry amongst all my Cardinal stuff. I even switched around the, the view of the barn, for this uh, episode to be video. So you could see the Cardinal stuff behind me. I got some uh, Goldie Arenado stuff. I got rolling. I got a rolling on the river poster here. I got the big Budweiser sign above me. You can only see some of that, but, and I got other stuff too, but if you look right there, there's Harry and I, and my mother-in-law got that for me and I have nothing. If not 
a wonderful son-in-law. Seriously. No, I'm just kidding. So I put uh, the Harry Carey picture right there too. So, and he will be here. We, we're going to get some Harry action here later. So um, to the St. Louis Cardinals. Now coming off a horrible, horrible season. Worst in over 30 years. Last place in the division for like the second time in over 100 years. So, um, looking to bounce back, obviously. Spring training started, and uh, they've, I don't know, I got this thing on Instagram where they, like the Cardinals stuff, and then also a thing where they like send, uh, they send me, they well, not just me, they send anybody who's who adds them. Uh, they send them pictures and videos of what's going on at spring training and blah, blah, blah. So, uh, it's fun. It's fun to keep up with. Um, I'll talk about the guys as we're going, but, and Harry's here as well. Harry, you here, buddy? You here for this? Oh, I'm here right now. Now, can I give my, uh, thoughts on why the Cardinals were so terrible last year? Sure. You did it a couple episodes ago on my pod, but if you want to reiterate, go right ahead. All right. Well, here's the scoop, everybody. I blame my grandson, Chip, and I stand by it. I I, I stand by it. I, I, mean, I don't know what else to say. It, it's my grandson, Chip. Okay, now, uh, why do you think that that's the case? Well, here's the deal. The Cardinals, one of the most successful franchises in, in, the, in, in all the sports, they haven't been uh, under 500 since 2007, and before that it was uh, in the 90s, so... So here's what happens. They have the worst season over 30 years, and they got a brand new announcer, and it's and it's my grandson Chip. Gotcha. So you think that Chip's like a cur- or like a jinx or a curse or something? Well, all I'm saying is this: you get last place for the second time in a hundred years, everybody. True. It's it's that's that's accurate. And 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 there's a carry in the booth. A former Cubs announcer, for one. And he's also a carry. The double whammy, everybody. Yeah, there's, he's, yeah. Former Cubs announcer and a carry. Yeah, so here's what you do. Hey, if you want your uh, team to go straight into the shitter. Seller, you mean? Seller, yeah. You know, same thing, is it not? Probably, but yeah. Try not to cuss. Go ahead. Well, if you want your team to tank and go and get everything get real horrible, here's what you do. First thing, you hire a former Cubs announcer. Second thing, make him a carry. Carry Cubs announcer equals bad juju, everybody. Trust me, I went through it in the 80s, and I, I had to drink my way through that because I knew that it was going to be terrible in the 80s for the Cubs. So I just drank my way through it. And, and slogged my way through the whole thing. But I know right now that it was not a great stretch of baseball for the Chicago Cubs. That's true, but you're also a former Cub, or Cardinals announcer. I, I am, but I'm hoping that maybe the maybe, you know, maybe just one year, get, get, get the carries, just get used to him for a year and realize, you know, maybe get used to Chip. You know, Chip, you know, when he's sitting down there in the booth, he looks like he's a short guy, but he stands up and he's like 6'8". Well, he's not quite that tall. He's tall. He's surprisingly tall. He is. I mean, he's like, you know, he's sitting down there. You know, you see him in the booth there by Brad Thompson or Jimmy Edmonds. It's one of those guys. And they're sitting down. You don't realize that you think, oh, you know, he's with his little voice there. He's probably about 5'10", 5'9". Stands up, and he just, 
he just he's he, he's he's a monster everybody he looks like he's the power forward. he looked like he'd be the power forward for the utah jazz in in 1982 everybody really i i noticed how you were gonna you said jazz and you realized you messed up because carl malone was the Power forward for the Jazz all those years. I did. I had to switch it up. I had to go pre-Carl Malone, pre-Mailman, everybody. But he is. He's a tall drink of water. And it, but, you know, so maybe now everybody get used to him this year and the Cardinals can have more of a successful season. It's possible. I hope so. Surely they will. Can't get much worse, I wouldn't think. But uh, are you ready to go through this? I'll, I'll go through the roster and, you know, and then maybe I'll just kind of let you chime in once in a while, give your thoughts on, on, uh, on these guys. Does that work for you? Works for me. Let's get going, everybody. All right. Well, start with our two backstops. We've got uh, Wilson Contreras, who uh, should be just fine. Had a great second half last year, even though uh, the team was terrible. And um, all that other BS that happened last year with him and his, you know, and maybe being a DH or an outfielder, all that. That's all done. Whatever all that crap was, it was last year. We'll leave it in the rearview mirror. He is the starting catcher for the St. Louis Cardinals, and um, I'm hopeful that he'll have a, a very, very good season. The other catcher is Yvonne Herrera, and he is young and really, really good. And he just played for Panama in some sort of, I don't know, I don't want to misspeak. And I'm not sure what all those things are called in the offseason, like tournaments or whatever they have. But he tore it up, and he's young, and he's really, really good. And I hope that he gets enough playing time to where it doesn't kind of you know, stun his growth, as they say, uh, because he needs to be playing all the time because he's young and he's really good. But uh, we shall see with all that. But I, I think that um, no matter which one of those is which one of those catching, I'm, I, I feel good about it. Um, Harry, what are your thoughts? Oh, Wilson Contreras, former Cub. Oh, maybe it was him and not my grandson. Both former Cubs. Not, not a good, not good. No, no, stop it, Contreras. Contreras was fine. He just, you know, I mean, the way he acts is a little out there for me sometimes. But uh, I have no complaints on the way he played, especially with all that BS going on. I agree completely. But uh, Ivan Herrera and Wilson Contreras, two guys that I very, I feel very good about as having as as the Cardinals' two backstops. I agree. And uh, Herrera, again, um, excited about him. Uh, excited about both of them. Again, my, my main thing is I just want Herrera to get enough playing time to where he's not getting uh, wasted on the bench because he is young and very, very talented. And when you're young like that, you need uh, to stay fresh and get plenty of playing time. So we'll, we'll, you know, we'll see what happens with all that. But they got, you know, they felt they thought enough of him to where they let Kisner go. So, you know, kids, the kids went to the Texas Rangers. Uh, good luck to him. But. But yeah, I feel great about the Cardinals backstops, and uh, let's let's get out of the next position. All right, so uh, infielders, we've got six that uh, are anticipated to be on the opening day roster. We've got Goldie, National League MVP from twenty twenty two. We've got Nolan Arenado. Have you heard of him? Uh, so anyway, those two are the cornerstones of the franchise and of the infield, um, both uh, perennial All-Stars, MVP candidates every year. Seemingly both had a down year last year, but so did the whole team. So I feel like uh, they kind of just went with the way the team was going. 
not too concerned about them. I think they'll be back this year and uh, be rocking and rolling. Then we got uh, Mason Wynn, the young, very young shortstop that came up last year. Uh, only hit like a buck seventy one, but at the same time, uh, every single level he's ever been at or ever ever played at. Um, if you look, he always starts off slow and then he kind of gets the hang of things and, uh, does a great job. So I think that he'll be just fine. Um, I don't think anybody should freak out if it's the middle of May and he's hitting like a buck 90 or 200, because I do think that he's one of those that takes him a little while to get his bearings and then he figures things out. And that's how most people are. That's how, that's how I am with things. I know that. So this is my 106th podcast and I'm just now starting to feel like I'm getting a, you know, so, I mean, that's, it takes people a while to get used to things. And I think that his stats show that, uh, throughout his minor league career. So, um, he's very, very talented and hopefully will be the everyday shortstop this year. So he'll have every opportunity to do that, you know, unless, uh, something crazy happens. So then you got Nolan Gorman, Brendan Donovan, and oh, is this a controversial one? Matt Carpenter. So, my thoughts on all this. Uh, obviously, love Goldie, love Nolan Arenado. Mason Wynn, I just talked about. Nolan Gorman, badass. Um, I think it would be smart to. He had back issues at the end of last year, off and on. So, I think that um, him being a DH would be a good uh, thing for him to be doing a lot, quite a bit. And I don't, I hope Ollie doesn't do some stupid shit where if there's a lefty on the mound, you don't, you don't start him because he hit lefties really well last year. He needs to be in the, his bat needs to be in the lineup every day. If he's healthy, Nolan Gorman's does period. He's a 40 home run guy because he's young and he hasn't. And if he just stays healthy for a whole year, he'll hit 40 homers. So just leave him alone and let him hit, let him hit every day. My opinion. Now, then you have, uh, Brendan Donovan, who I love as well. He is a lefty. Doesn't matter if there's righty or lefties. Let him play every day. I think he should be like the everyday second baseman. And then, you know, you, if if an outfielder would get hurt and Donovan can go out there, then you can put Gorman at second, you know, and then you could have like Contreras DH and let Herrera catch. There's lots of different options there and with all those types of things. But just don't make it a cluster F like you did last year where nobody ever knew where they were going to play on a day-to-day basis make it consistent and if you and if like i said don't change shit unless you get put in that spot where you need to so like donovan yes he can play the outfield if there's like for a day then you can put gorman at second and then you can de- you know if you're going to rest guys do all that kind of stuff but don't make it to where it's just like nobody has a clue where they're playing from day to day cuz that was a joke last year and one of the many, 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 see, I'm starting to get off of Harry and I'm just going to start talking like me, but that is like, uh, one of the many, many things that Ollie screwed up last year. One of the many things he screwed up last year. So have a set freaking lineup and then adjust to it as you need to, or if somebody needs a day off, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Don't make it to where, Am I playing shortstop, second base, uh, right field or left field or center field today? No. It should be like, I might play this other position if somebody needs a day off. That kind of deal. So hopefully it'll be more consistent. Um, So to me, you've got... uh, And then Matt Carpenter, that's... that You know, 
Uh, don't play him very much. Make him the last, very last guy on your bench, and uh, he can maybe you know maybe like a once a week thing. But that's more. Look, if it's if, if the other if if Goldie and Art, I don't want him on the team, then I'm fine with it because they're the they're the guys, they're the leaders. If they if they were rooting for wanting Carp on there, because I think those two are everybody was like questioning their leadership because they wanted Carpenter on the team. I don't necessarily question leadership. I just think they're guys that just are more uh, leave me the f alone and let me go play every day rather than um, let me go do all that and then also have to babysit. At the same time, I don't think they're those kind of guys. I think they're like lead by example um, type of guys. And uh, so last year was probably a little bit of adjustment because the year before, I, I just don't think they're they're talk. I, I know Goldie's not a big talker, and like he he just wants to do his job. You know, kind of like Roland reminds me of Roland with that kind of stuff. Just you know, like uh, Roland was a leader. But it wasn't like a leader, like it was. It was kind of like Chris Carpenter, like lead by example. And if a kid, and if a, somebody younger than you is messing up, then I'll pull you off the side and chew your ass out. And then we go back to what we're doing. But as far as uh, the whole, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, if I mean, so Carpenter again, back to Carpenter. It's probably like one of those where he can be in the dugout with guys while and, and talking to guys younger guys and things like that and tell them tell them how things are done while uh goldie and Arnado can still focus on doing the job and just playing the game maybe i guess so and there's nothing wrong with that but because everybody's different but um and then again hopefully yachty's going to be around some so that'll help too but uh i'm not against uh carpenter be on the team as long as it's not holding back some like young stud you know and right now i don't feel like it really is so so we'll see i think it'll be hopefully it'll be fine but um those are the infielders so we got uh we got i feel like i'm 13 here so we've got goldie Nato, arenado mason win nolan gorman donovan and carpenter that's what it's looking like for the infield uh, going into the season. Outfield. We got Lars Newtbar, Jordan Walker, Tommy Edmond, Dylan Carlson, Alec Burleson. I'm fine with all five of them. Here's what I think. What they're wanting is Newtbar in left, Edmond in center, Jordan Walker in right. Carlson, fourth outfielder, and Burley can be kind of do what he did last year. I feel like... Uh, um. Okay, Dylan Carlson was like all these trade rumors, trade rumors, trade rumors, trade rumors, okay? Whenever Edmund was supposedly like going to be the everyday center fielder, this and that. And then all of a sudden, uh, we're not trading Carlson. We're ha- we're, we're excited about his potential. and da, da, da. Like he hasn't had a thousand freaking at-bats. You know, you already know what he is. Maybe he just completely turns a corner, but he's, you know, I don't know. I think for a fourth outfielder, he's fine, but it shouldn't be played every day. But they're going to play Edmund every day in center, but then all of a sudden, oh, wait, he had a wrist surgery that no, they, they didn't tell anybody about. So that happens. And then all of a sudden, that coincides with, oh, wait, we're not trading Dylan Carlson. Like, don't don't be shady about it. Just just, just say, like, well, you know, uh, we talked about Carlson and some things, but we feel like we need him as insurance because Edmund's had wrist, had wrist surgery. Instead, they got to do the BS where they're, you know, 
Well, Edmund had surgery, but he'll he'll be fine, and uh, we're very confident in Dylan Carlson. Blah blah blah. Okay, we're not stupid. I mean, most I mean, most Cardinal fans are they they know you are more than willing to trade Dylan Carlson. Then all of a sudden, uh, when you realize Edmund might not be ready, you put pump the brakes on it. So, and with Alec Burleson, everybody's making such a big deal about Matt Carpenter being on the team and Alec Burleson. I don't. I'm I'm not buying that. I'll, Matt Carpenter is not going to take it bats away from Alec Burleson. And if he does, then that's stupid. But I don't think, you know, it used to be a 25-man roster. Now it's 26. And I think the Carpenter is just like that extra dude. And I don't, uh, maybe, I could be wrong. But I think Alec Burleson's going to get plenty of at-bats. I don't see, I'll say this. Let's say, like, uh, if a corner outfielder is uh, – gets a day off, like let's say Tommy Evans healthy. Um, and let's say like Newt, Newt Bar like is out for a week or two. Like, I don't think Dylan Carlson's going to get all those starts. I think Burleson will get plenty. I mean, I, you know, I, I feel like cause Burleson's got a better bat than Carlson in my opinion. And so I, I don't think that, you know, I, I'm not worried about Burleson and his playing time. Now, hell he may get traded tomorrow. I have no idea, but I think they like him and, and he's been working on his defense, which no shit <laughs> you need to. But so uh, they say he's been working on that, so he can be a you know at least an average outfielder. So I hope I mean I don't know. I like those five. I'm fine with those five. I think now if Victor Scott, uh, he is a kid who stole like 90 bases last year in the minors. Uh, anybody that's a good Cardinal fan knows who he is. He's he's a big. Big prospect. I'm excited about him. And he's a center fielder. Won a gold glove in the minors last year. As soon as he's ready, call his ass up and turn him loose. Um, back in 85, see, nobody does this kind of stuff anymore. Like, Vince Coleman came up from Memphis, and and uh, and they told him, like, okay, you're going to be up here until Lonnie Smith's healthy again, then we're going to send you back down. Vince Coleman's like, okay, but I'm but I'm staying up here all year. And they're like, well, I, I appreciate your confidence and your attitude and, you know, and your positive attitude. But, you know, when Lonnie comes back, you're going to go back down. He's like, well, thank you. But again, I'm going to be here all year. And he did. And why did he just turn his ass loose? And he stole 110 bases when he was a rookie. And I don't see why we can't do something like that. It's almost 40 years later. But look at this kid's good. And Vince Coleman hit like 260. But it was enough to hit lead off and get on base. It's all about this on base percentage. And, if this boy can play, then let's not waste too much time. See how he does in the spring. I'm sure he'll probably go to Memphis, and then we'll see what happens. But uh, that kid's the future center fielder for the Cardinals. And and I hate, like, I bet you back in the day, analytics would, wouldn't have told Vince Coleman to steal that many bases, but he did. So I hate all that crap. Um, don't worry about your analytics just let them run, you know. So we'll see. So I'm excited about Victor Scott, the second, I believe is what it is. But uh, he'll be somebody to keep an eye on in spring training. He'll be fun to watch, and then we'll see what happens with him. But I feel like him and Walker and, and Lars, that's the future outfield. And then everything else, we'll just kind of have to see what happens. All right. Now, to the pitchers, we've got... 
I'm sorry. I got on a rant and Harry's just out. I'm, I'm, I'm just, it's just me. I'm, I'm, I'm talking. Okay. So the pitchers, we've got our starting rotation going into the season. Sonny Gray. In no particular order, by the way, Sonny Gray, Miles Michaelis, Lance Lynn, Kyle Gibson, and Steven Matz. Uh, I, the Cardinals did what they always like to do here. Seemingly in the last few off seasons, they got, they get stuff done early and then they just don't do well. I mean, this year they made a trade for a couple of relief pitchers, but they said they wanted to get three starting pitchers and they did. Um, if they really wanted to go for it, they'd get one more, but, um, I'm going to try not to make this a, just, uh, a pod where I just rip on the DeWitts the entire time because I do that on every pod seemingly, but they've got the money. They just won't spend it. That's what I hate. So, uh, Sonny Gray got second in the Cy Young last year for the American league. That's great. Um, he is our best pitcher. Is he a true ace? I don't know. We'll see, but, um, glad we got him. Uh, Lance Lynn. I, I'm, I'm glad he's back. I always liked him a lot. He's, uh, no nonsense kind of fella. And I think that's great. Um, so I'm glad he's back. Um, and, uh, they showed pictures of him spring training. He looks what he always did though. When he pitched for the Cardinals before, when he was younger, he'd, he'd show up pretty lean. And then throughout the season, he'd put on weight. So he showed up lean looking good, but, uh, hopefully he'll stay like that because, um, He's older now, knows his body, so hopefully he'll be able to keep the weight off. But um, I like Lance Lynn. I hope that he does a great job for us because I like him. Um, by the way, Dylan Carlson's kind of the opposite. Every year, if you want, in my opinion, every year that he's played, he showed up eight to ten pounds strong, uh, heavier than he was the year before. But Dylan Carlson loses weight throughout the season, so it's like to me, it's like okay, these guys, you can't like lift all summer and work out gain weight and this and that, and then just like stop doing this. You have to stick with the same routine you have during the off season because it's like, okay, I'm going to pack on all this weight and get all, you know, whatever for the season and then just stop lifting or doing whatever you're doing and then lose. Like that's not you. You need to continue to lift and continue to keep your same routine that you had in the off season. As far as working out, you need to, uh, and you can modify it and still have, and maybe do a little less, but you still have to continue to lift and stay strong and stay at the same strength that you had before. You can't like get weaker throughout the season. That doesn't work. And if, as it seems like, like if you look at every year, a picture of Dylan Carlson in spring training and look at a picture of him at the end of the year, he's always a lot, quite a bit thinner at the end of the year. So it's maybe that's something too. Whereas Lance Lynn back in the day went the opposite direction. So hopefully he can stay in shape, all that good stuff. I really like him. Kyle Gibson seems like a great dude. Uh, throws a lot of innings, getting old uh, from St. Louis originally around there. So hope he has a great, has a good season, but um, you know, if his, his RA is most likely going to be in the fours. So again, uh, we shall see. Uh, Matt's anybody that's watched the Cardinals the last two years, probably doesn't trust him. And I don't either can't stay healthy. He's shown flashes of being really good, but can't stay healthy. And, and, uh, so we'll see. I wish the Cardinals would sign, uh, Jordan Montgomery and then make Matt's like a swing man slash, uh, 
very valuable arm in the bullpen. They're not going to do that because DeWitt won't spend the money, even though he's the third wealthiest owner in Major League Baseball. $4 billion. It's worth $4 billion. True story. So, but he won't do that. He won't go get anybody else. Kind of, kind of pinched in pennies. So, um, it would be nice if Matt's had a great year. But we shall see. I don't really trust him. And then the other one is Miles Michaelis, who's been with the Cardinals for a long time. We'll see how he bounces back. It's a very old rotation. The average age is like 35. Very old. But I think it'll be better than last year. And I think that uh, if everybody stays healthy, uh, you've got innings eaters. And I feel like the offense, uh, if Ollie doesn't dick it up and plays the right people and all that kind of stuff, I feel like the offense uh, should be better because... They're those younger guys haven't uh, hit their prime yet, so they're still on the uh, they're still ascending, in my opinion. And then you got your two studs who uh, I think will bounce back and, and be great. So overall, I'm uh, I feel pretty good about it. However, I feel like if 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 they really wanted to, they could still go get one more stud and 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 really put their stamp on the off season. Like we're not effing around. We are not just want to win a division. We want to be legit world series contenders and the Cardinals are not there, but they could, if he would just pay a little bit, uh, spend a little bit more money. So, um, now there's a couple swing guys too. uh, Zach Thompson, um, a lefty. I think he, uh, did a pretty good job starting last year and he's, He's got a chance to be like the, the swing man or maybe even bounce one of them out. Like, I, I I think, I don't think it's impossible that he's better than Matt's. So we'll see. And Libertor, who knows with him? I think that Libertor should just be like a high leverage lefty out of the bullpen. I think he could really, really excel at that. So, but uh, from what they're saying, they got both of them doing like, uh, they're stretching both of them out of starters in the, uh, in spring training so we'll see but um those two are both talented they just haven't quite uh thompson is ahead of libertor in my opinion just because he actually showed uh flashes of being a uh a good starting pitcher last year libertor had that one game against tampa and that's a team that traded him through a shutout and then just came back and just got his ass lit up the rest of the season so don't trust him at all um so now we move to the relief pitchers We've got Ryan Helsley. He reminds me of Tyler O'Neill a little bit, which is not a good thing, meaning uh, my body's a temple, and if I don't feel perfect, I'm not going to go out there and pitch. Not really a team guy. Maybe that's will be different this year, but uh, that's how it was last year. But when he's out there, he's great. He, he can be dominant. Um, Giovanni Gallegos was bad last year, uh, but I don't necess- I haven't necessarily given up on him. I think he'll be... Hopefully, okay. They said he showed up thinner at spring training than anybody's seen him for a while, which is kind of weird because I never thought he was like a big guy. He was always kind of scrawny. So, but uh, in shape, I think is what they meant. But everybody's in the best shape of their life when they show up at spring training. It's all BS. But need to bounce back here from Gallegos. Then we got uh, Middleton as a free agent. Um, you know, we'll see. Um, I think that he uh, was good last year. He was with the with the White Sox and went to the Yankees, and he was like dominant with the Yankees. So, um, 
kind of a fiery guy. I think I think he's going to wear number ninety nine. So Taguchi gave him his gave him his uh, gave him the green light. Um, so he's another going to be another big piece of the puzzle. Then we got Andrew uh, Kittridge, who we got for Palacios. Um, he was an all star in twenty twenty one or twenty twenty one. Yeah, I think. And then he got hurt. Now then he came back last year and was good. So we shall see. Hopefully he'll be good. JoJo is back. I like JoJo a lot. I think he's a nice. You need a character like that in the bullpen, and he's had really good stuff. Pitched good last year. John King, we got in hit. We got him from. I feel like is that. I think that's the guy we got for Flaherty from Baltimore. Lefty, young. I uh, was in the rotation last year. Got rocked, but might be all right. We got a Ryan Fernandez. That we got in the Rule 5 from Boston. So if he doesn't make the team, he goes back to Boston. He's got a chance to be in there. Nick Robertson is a guy we got for O'Neal. Tyler, my buddy, is a temple. I will play when I damn well please O'Neal. Um, Nick Robertson we got for him. He's a guy who's supposed to be in the mix. And you got like Palante, who was not good last year, but you know, whatever. And then, like I said, you got Zach Thompson Libertor. So you get about 10 guys there. So that's the stuff that's up in the air. You know, that's why you have spring training. You can figure out who is going to be in your bullpen. But I feel like if everything falls where it should, it could be a, it could be a nice bullpen, very nice bullpen. So we shall see. Um, we still have the same manager, so I'm not cool with that, but, um, you know, he's done all this self-reflection apparently. And, like truth is, I need to be better. That's what he, uh, that's what one of his quotes was. Well, no shit. You are so lucky you still have a job. So, I like to. I like that Descalzo is the bench coach. I like that Yachty's going to be around some. Um, they still got Dusty Blake. So you know whatever, but um, at least they're infiltrating some of uh some some guys that uh i think cardinal fans are more familiar with and will trust more yadi descalzo they said izzy's going to be around some um ludwig actually has some kind of position i think but um so we'll see but uh my overall thoughts right now are, are are pretty positive just because um i mean think about it Contreras, Goldie, Donovan, Wynn, Arenado, Lars, Edmund, Walker, Gorman as your DH. I'm cool with that lineup. And there's nobody on that bench that uh, could give somebody a day off where I'm just like, why in the hell are they playing? Because uh, I'm cool with, well, I mean, to a certain extent, you know, there's nobody that I'm just like, why, why are they on the team right now? We'll see how I feel later on. But right now, as far as that bench goes, there's nobody that I'm super pissed that, you know, they're going to be on the bench. Um, and the starting pitching, I think will give up a decent amount of runs, but they, you know, they all, they wanted more innings. That's what screwed us last year. One of the many things that screwed us last year, the starting pitching could not get past about the fourth inning. So then you got your bullpen in there and the bullpen got worn out early and it was just a shit show throughout the whole season as far as like trying to cover innings. Well, they got three guys that regardless of their ERA, whatever have, they are innings eaters. So that's what their thinking was. And 
I'm fine with that. Now, you could really get a go for the get a dagger here and go get Montgomery or somebody, but DeWitt's not going to do that for whatever reason. But uh, anywho, those are my thoughts on the season. Uh, there are these new new uniforms that Nike and Fanatics came out with, and everybody's bitching about them, and they look like freaking pajamas almost. So it's not it's not good. But uh, that just popped in my head because I was seeing pictures and. A lot of players are griping, and I don't blame them. That you know, you want the authentic stuff. They don't look authentic, so a little left turn there. But um, well, those are my thoughts on the Cardinals, Harry. Uh, I let you take a little nap there, Harry. What are your thoughts? Oh, I agree with everything you said. I mean, you know, it's a it, going. Here's a great thing about spring training: everybody's got zero wins and zero losses, and everybody's in first place. So we just got to go out there and do it. Cardinals just got to go out there and do the best. And let the chips fall where they may. And let my grandson Chip fall where he may too. Maybe he can fall down the stairs and the Cardinals can get a new announcer in there. So that way he won't jinx them. Well, all right. That was a stretch. I could tell you just kind of made that up as you were going along. Chips. Chips, everybody. Let them fall where they may. Let my grandson Chip fall. I, I heard you the first time. But I do hope it's a, it's, a, it's a better year this year. I hope that you'll let me come in and do some play-by-play like you did last year. Yeah, I'll, I will. I will, you know. I only let you do like three innings at a time, you know. But That's true because uh, those games are long and I get sleepy. Remember the game last year I called where Lars Nupar got hit in the gonads with a foul ball? I do. I do. Had to miss several games there because his gonads were, were in, in really rough shape. Yes, I do. I also remember the game where Dylan Carlson, I was calling He went back on a fly ball, and the damn bullpen door flew open, and he went flying into the bullpen. It was kind of a microcosm of the 2023 season. It, well, yeah, yeah, I agree. I do. It was like, it was like we need just like a reel here. Where, okay, you got Lars Dupar getting hit in the scrotum and missing about three weeks, and then you got Dylan Carlson going – Barreling into the bullpen, and the bullpen door goes flat open. And then the then the Bush Stadium janitor, they show him over there with a wrench, like trying to fix it right in the middle of the game. It was kind of a disgrace. Again, kind of like 2023, but this year it's going to be better because this year I don't think anybody's going to get hit in the nuts that hard. I mean, it's it's like impossible. Okay. He's wearing a cup, and he was still out three weeks. That's horrible. Got to be a horrible, horrible feeling for Lars. Lars, Lars Newpower, everybody. Yeah. Yeah, I know. It, but again, it's a new season, so we're 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 hopeful it'll be better, right? I am hopeful it'll be better, and I'm hopeful that you will let me come back in the barn and, and do some play by play. I told you I would. Okay, all right. I'm just making sure. But uh, how was the episode? Everything everything good? Yeah, I, I mean, I got on a rant there and let you kind of just take a little nap. But I'm glad you woke up and got to got to got to speak a little bit. So, do you want to do the? Uh, you want to do the sign-off line for me? Well, I suppose I probably could. Uh, again, everybody, uh, spring training is starting up. Baseball's right around the corner. He talked about Illinois hoops, so go fighting a lot, I. And for John Heath, and for welcome to the Heath Bar Podcast, this is Harry signing off saying, That's that. <laughs>